Welcome to the Life Launch Podcast. My name is Heather Borsma. I'm a certified life coach who helps social selling mamas create the life and business of their dreams with more heart and less hustle. Want to learn how? Let's go. Hello, and welcome back to the Life Launch Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. Her name is Jenna Hill, and she is the CEO of Frockbox, which is a Canadian company that does a clothing subscription, as well as a brick-and-mortar store and online store. And Jenna's going to be talking to us all about the balance of life and business and motherhood and making money and managing your time. So let's dive in. Jenna, welcome to the Life Launch Podcast. Thank you so much for being our guest today. For everyone who doesn't know who Jenna is, Jenna is a wife and a mom of two and a business owner. She owns a business called Frockbox, and she was also a part of our mastermind last year. So that's how we got to know each other. So thanks so much for being here, Jenna. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Maybe tell us where you're from, how long you've been in your business, and any other interesting facts you might have. Yeah, so I'm from St. Albert, Alberta. Um, I have two daughters. I love cake. Is that an interesting fact? Mm, I love yes. cake. Yeah. I started Frockbox in my basement uh, with a friend six and a half years ago. And it was just an idea from having babies and realizing that going to the mall was just no fun anymore when you had like goldfish crackers everywhere and your body was a little different than it used to be. And we just really decided that we wanted to deliver little packages of goodness to women and moms specifically across Canada and really brighten their day and help them feel great in the body that they had today. So that was the idea of Frockbox. And it has grown to so much more than I could have ever imagined. Thankfully, we are out of my basement now. So in the past six years, how much have you grown your business? Like give us some of the the goods on where you started and where you come to. So when we started our business, um, we had a few little local bloggers that picked us up and we didn't think anyone would buy from us that first week. And we had orders. And if you know, if you have a business, you know how exciting that is when you have that little ding, when someone spends money with you is just, it's such a dream. It's amazing. And right now we ship thousands of boxes every single week. We dress women aged 12 to 94 in every province and territory of all shapes and sizes. Our mission really is to make shopping more fun. It should be an enjoyable experience and you should feel inspired and confident in the clothing that you have and that you wear. So today we have almost hit $10 million in revenue, which is bananas. (laughs) $10 million. That is insane. Like when you say that number, does that even register in your brain? Like, what does that feel like? I like to preface it by saying that is revenue. And for anyone who doesn't know business, it's really important that you, you understand that that is not profit and that is not in my bank account. Um, but it is, (laughs) it is wild. It's amazing. I cannot believe how many women shop with us and choose to allow us into their closets. It's an honor, honestly, that's a private space and our bodies, we all have, you know, we all have stories that we tell ourselves and it's cool that women are willing to share that with us. Yeah. That's incredible. So do you 
make this $10 million all on your own or do you have some help? Tell us about your team. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That is a a large team behind me. I guess you could say I am really, what I like to say is I just have a vision. I'm driven and I like to just dream really, really big. And then all of these incredible women, again, mostly moms, make it happen. Honestly, we would not be where we are without them. And also our vendors and our partners, um, all of the people who who allow us to to ship these packages and and get them there and all of our wonderful like suppliers. There's just there's so many different factors and people mm-hmm. that go into making a successful frock box. How many people are on your team? So we have a team of just over 20 right now. Wow. I'm in that part in my business where I know I need to expand a team, but I feel really nervous about being responsible for other people's livelihoods. <laughs> like what was that transition like for you from going from you and your friend to having a team? It's a big decision, isn't it? Because you feel this pressure, or at least I did. I felt pressure that, you know, someone else's family relied on me. And I still feel that I I maybe feel that even more now, specifically with the couple last couple of years that, that we've had, I had some really good advice early on that I think is really helpful when you do decide, I think it's really important to pick someone who has skills that are different than yours to really focus on what it is that you're good at. And also what it is that will drive traffic because no one is going to love on your business. Like you do, you're going to be that person. So you need to find someone who kind of complements that, but also to hire quality people is so important. You really do need to look outside of your friend group. I mean, maybe you're lucky and you have a friend who you know has all those skills, but for me, it was really important to step outside of that. It's easy in the beginning to just hire a friend, right? But mm-hmm. something happens there I've found where it, it's not real business then and, and it can get messy. So mm-hmm. yeah, higher yeah. quality. Yeah. I feel like that's like a whole other podcast about like partnerships and team building. And yeah, I've walked with some clients through separating from some partnerships and that is, that is not an easy thing to do. So yeah. One of the things I was really curious to talk to you about is how you do it all air quotes. I'm doing air quotes right now because I think there's this misconception. I get this question sometimes like, how do you do it all? How do you grow your business? How are you also present as a mom? Like, how do you manage all of those pieces in a 24 hour day in a seven day week. So tell me a little bit about like some of your time management tools. Okay. Well, I feel like you've known me for a year now. So you've seen me some months where I am like on fire and other months where I'm like pulling my hair out and grumpy. (laughs) So let's just be clear that I do not handle it all well. And most days I'm, I'm kind of a mess and I've just learned to be okay with that. I think Mm -hmm. that's a big piece of it, but I really do work strange hours. Um, Usually after my kids go to bed, I have a computer in bed with me and I'm working. And I think Being flexible, knowing that, you know, a kid is going to get sick or our school is online for a week. You really do have to get um, creative. But I think, first of all, just understanding, like we all know, being an entrepreneur and a mom is just, it's just hard. Um, At least that's what I find. Some days are, are wonderful. There are challenges. I think what's helped me this last year, and I learned a lot of this in the mastermind, is just getting really clear about my role and focusing on things that really 
matter to me and then handing things off to people who can do things better than me. So I think that's the first thing. I also learned this year to hire out a lot of my own personal stuff. I had a whole bunch of shame around that. It was like, I kept telling myself, I want to be a great cook and a great mom. And I'm a good house cleaner. There is something that changed for me where I was like, look, what do I want to be more? Do I want to be those things or do I want to be there with my kids? So I no longer clean my own house and I'm going to try not to feel embarrassed saying that out loud, but it's the truth. Time management is an interesting thing, but I always do worst first. That's my first Mm. piece of advice. Always worst first. Yeah. I literally carve out time like on my, in my planner is dream. Like I block Mm. out time every week to dream because I really think that that is my most valuable skill in this business Mm, or talent is to just be that visionary and really think about what could be, which leads me to something else that I do, which is I take personal development breaks. I I used to like binge all of this personal development, like I coaching and courses and books and all this stuff. And then this last summer I decided I am not allowing myself to read one thing. I'm not listening to a podcast that's personal development related or anything. You might hate that I'm saying this. (laughs) I needed it. I needed to read some fiction. It's amazing. Like when you just like create space, that's like where all of my amazing ideas have come from is in that space to take those breaks. I think that's so important. I saw a lot of this in our mastermind last year too, just about when you're looking at your to-do list, which can feel so overwhelming. I literally will prioritize my to-do list based on what actually impacts the bottom line. And I think Mm. we often forget about this, right? It's like this comparison of, well, they're on social media and they're doing collaboration. But the reality is where does your business come from right now? And then how do you pour into that? And that should be first on your list is Mm -hmm. really, really focusing on tasks that that increase your revenue or improve your customer experience. And that served me really, really well last year. So good. Okay. You just said so many good things that I want to kind of go back and touch on a few of them. The first thing I heard you say is be okay with being a mess. You wouldn't expect that that's a time management thing, but it is because we can waste so much time shaming ourselves, judging ourselves, thinking we should be some other way, thinking it shouldn't be hard today, thinking I should have it all together, all of that. And so if everyone takes away one thing from this conversation, take away that you don't need to shame yourself for being a mess in motherhood and entrepreneurship. That is the way. (laughs) That's exactly Mm -hmm. what it's supposed to look like, right? Another thing you said was, To delegate, which I think everyone's kind of probably heard before, hiring someone out or delegating a task to someone else who could do it better than you. But you also said automating in your personal life. So not just like having Planoly for your social media posts and Flowdesk for your emails, but a house cleaner is an automation for your personal life. For me, I use HelloFresh now. And Mm -hmm. I actually love cooking, but I just don't have time to do it and still be the present mom and the thriving business owner that I want to be. So encourage everyone, where can you automate something in your personal life as well? Not just your business. Just to touch on that, Heather, I feel like you can take that so far. How often are you like, 
dang, I don't have any dish soap. Like I'm out of right. toilet paper. Those are thoughts that I do not need to have. That does not need to take up space anymore. I automate all of that. I ha- use Amazon subscriptions. I never want to think again that I'm out of something. That is just such a waste of time. And I know it wow. sounds so small, but it, it makes such a big impact. Mm-hmm. And it, all it takes is a little bit of planning, right? I go mm-hmm. in, I schedule all of that and, and it's done. And HelloFresh is a great example. I do the same with meal prep and it makes it enjoyable again. Mm-hmm. It, it actually makes it fun and yeah. more fun for my family because I'm not begging them to tell me what they want for supper. <laughs> yeah. Or like digging in the freezer for chicken <sighs> fingers again. <laughs> Yeah. I actually love HelloFresh. This is becoming like a HelloFresh ad, but I mean, any of those boxes where it comes to you because you still get to cook it. And I love homemade meal and it still has that feel to it, but it takes out all the decision-making part because really I think the second thing we waste our time on right after shame and self-hatred and all that is in decision-making. Unmade decisions are one of the biggest drains on our energy and our productivity and our creativity. So if we can have the decision made ahead of time, which is basically what automation is, it's I made the decision once for the next year or the next five years. And now I never have to make that decision again. I never have to think, when am I going to go get the toilet paper? You might save yourself two or three minutes this next time, but add that up for every two months when you run out. How many minutes do you end up saving? Like it's it's going to be hours in the end, hours of time that you could be dreaming or having that space, like you mentioned to, to just be bored. We are not bored enough. And you were saying like all of our best ideas, all your best ideas come in that empty space. Like, I think that's why so many people have great ideas in the shower. It's the only place we can't bring our phone, right? It's the only time we're bored. Totally. My husband and I got a hot tub in pandemic and we often see the same thing. Like it was the best thing for our marriage because we don't bring our phone. Yeah. Yeah. We did too. We got one in the last winter and great for our marriage and also great for like, I would come up with podcast ideas and like courses in the hot tub because you can't bring your phone. I love it. Everyone go get a hot tub. That's that's your (laughs) takeaway. (laughs) Hello Um, fresh and hot tubs. (laughs) Right. And then the last thing that I wanted to ask you about was prioritizing what actually moves the needle. Why do you think that we're so hesitant to do this? Why do we get caught up in the busy work of making another reel or, you know, scheduling another newsletter? What do you think that's about? I think it's about two things. I think it's about comparison. There's just so much of it in this social media space and world. And I think it's about fear. It's easier for me to do those easy tasks because the big ones, the worst first, those are scary. Those are ones where I have to get really creative. Those are ones where I'm a little more vulnerable. Those are ones where I have to show up. And it's easy to just clutter that to-do list with all of those, you know, kind of menial tasks and make myself think and believe that that's what I should be doing. When really I can, all of that can be handled by other people Mm -hmm. who are really good at it. I'm just avoiding what I'm, what I'm scared of or Mm -hmm. what I'm, what I feel is big in the moment. Yeah. It's so good. And I think there's also this sense of with the comparison comes this sense of obligation of, I should, I Mm -hmm. should be doing this 
the way other people are doing it. And I think one of the things that I was most intrigued by your business when I first connected with you was that you didn't have a crazy huge Instagram following and yet you were making big dollars. Do you want to speak to that? <laughs> I think people need to hear that you don't have to have a hundred thousand followers on Instagram to make $10 million. Tell, like talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah. Here's the thing. Frockbox is just, it's different. It's unique, right? We didn't grow from social media. Like all of our business came from word of mouth. We did not spend a dime on advertising. We we have spent, I'm not even kidding, I think $3,000 on advertising on a local radio station geared to men at Christmas for one week for the last wow. two years. That's it. And so wow. there is, there's this pressure. Everyone's doing social media. That's where they get business. And, you know, we're starting to see that a little bit, but that was not our story. And mm -hmm. I think it's okay to do things a little different. I think mm -hmm. we need to give ourselves permission. We read all of these business books or we hear all of these stories or podcasts. And it's like, you have to use this app and you must use Shopify and you have to do this and that. And we didn't do that mm -hmm. at all. We really found a community. We found this group of women who was looking for personal styling. They were looking for help. And it was amazing how they were willing to share. And I think sometimes you also just need to ask that of your customers. Like we created a referral program and it delivers so much new business to us. And then our subscribers are happy too. So we still have a very small following on Instagram. I think we just hit 10,000 followers <laughs> like, um, six years into business, right? I mean, that's unheard of. And we do millions of dollars a year in revenue. I think we're a different story. And I'm also proud of that. I think that mm -hmm. it makes us special and unique. Yeah, I love that. And I love that it really highlights that looking for where you're moving the needle might not be where you're expecting it to be. Like, don't just look to social mm -hmm. media. I know for me, my business comes from, I would say 80 to 90% my DMs in Instagram. Mm -hmm. So even that helps me know what do I need to be doing there? Like, do I need to get caught up in this whole reels thing? only if it brings people into my DMs. So now the way that I do my call to action on my reels is send me a DM with this word or whatever. If I can get someone into my DMs, it's worth it. But otherwise it's just noise. It's totally. just me looking at what the other coach down the road is doing and how she's getting all these followers from her reels or from her Instagram ads but it's just another should, right? It's not in my business. It's not the thing that actually moves the needle. I love that perspective and that wisdom for everyone listening, like ask yourself, what is the thing that is moving the needle in your business right now? And how can you increase that? How can you capitalize on and pour into that? And I think word of mouth is something for everyone, but it's something we kind of overlook now. Now that there's mm -hmm. Facebook and Instagram ads, we, we kind of miss out on that sometimes. Okay. Final question for you. Well, actually two. First of all, I would love to hear what you're most proud of in 2021. So let's start with that. What, what's one thing you're most proud of in your business in 2021? Okay. Well, 2021 was a year. <laughs> um, there's, it's like, yeah, there are so many things that happened in 2021, but I'm most proud of our team's resourcefulness and flexibility in 2021. We moved from just our service-based personal styling subscription service into an e-commerce and brick and mortar all during a big renovation and a move in a pandemic year. 
And that was hard. It was hard, but incredible. And it brought us closer together. And I'm just proud of our team and our community. Yeah, we're coming together and just recognizing that the mission that we're on to help women is, it's a powerful one. Mm-hmm. So good. This made me think of another question. Do you have someone that you look up to in business? Because you're reminding me of someone so much right now. And I want to tell you afterwards, but first of all, do you have like a business female entrepreneur hero? Oh, I am so in love with Sarah from Spanx. Is that who you're That's who say? I was thinking of. I was like, you're the Sarah of Canada. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh my gosh. I am so right. in love with her. And you yeah. know what it is, is she's just open. And she's real and she's messy. Like, I think we should use the word messy more. I I'm, I'm liking that. Yeah. And I think she's honest. She talks about her numbers. She talks about her vision. And Mm -hmm. it's funny because when I do that, I feel like people are going to judge me. And yet Mm -hmm. when I look at her, there is zero judgment, just admiration. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. I was literally <laughs> thinking about her this, this entire interview. I'm like, I'm currently interviewing the Canadian Sarah Blakely. <laughs> wow. That is, is your, like the biggest compliment of my life. Yeah, I mean it. Um, is your husband as wacky as hers is? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Her he husband. does make me laugh. Her husband is hilarious. He cracks oh me up. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. That's so fun. Um, final question. If you could give female entrepreneur, who's a mom right now, who's like sitting on her couch with her laptop and her toddler and her big dreams, one piece of advice, what would your advice to her be? Just start, start Mm -hmm. today. You don't need money. You don't need all of the things that are holding you back, all of those thoughts that you have about, you know, what you're missing, why you can't, you don't have enough Mm -hmm. time. You don't have the funds. You don't have the space. You don't have all of those things. No, I think you just start. There's never a harder step than that. And I just feel like taking the first step is something happens, a door opens and it, it opens inside you Mm -hmm. and you feel energized and it, of course it's hard and there's lots of times when it's challenging and it takes everything in you to, you know, get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Um, but take that first step. It is so worth it. And if you fail, you'll get up and you'll try again and it'll just be part of your story. Mm-hmm. Wow. That line that you just said about when you start a door opens and it opens inside of you, that is everything. Because I think I used to live my life thinking that someone was going to open this door for me to be able to step into what I was dreaming of. And when everything shifted for me was when I realized that I was the open door. Mm-hmm. Hear that, ladies, hear that you are going to see a door open, but it won't be an external door. It'll be a door that opens inside of you. And it'll happen when you're willing to take the risk and just start. So good. Thank you so much, Jenna. This was even more fun than yeah, I thought this it was going to be. Me too. That was really fun. Thank you. So fun. <laughs> All right. If people want to connect with you, if they want to get a frock box, if they want to just like buy the perfect pair of jeans, how do they connect with you? 
You can follow us on our very little social media <laughs> at Frockbox Canada or head to our website at frockbox.ca where you can subscribe to any box or you can just purchase items from our shop at frockbox.ca slash shop. Thanks, Jenna. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you found it helpful, follow along and give us a quick review so that we can get the more heart, less hustle message into the hands of more women. And if you want to take this work even deeper, come check out Life Launch. It's my monthly coaching membership where we take all of these ideas and we apply them to your life so you can get the incredible results for yourself. Check it out at heatherborsma.com. We'll see you next week.